1: Sword in hand. A warrior clutches stone to breast. In sword etched he his fading memories. In stone, his tempered skill. By sword attested. By stone revealed. Their tale can now be told. Presenting... A tale of two lions. A Final Fantasy Tactics-inspired actual play on Twitch.tv slash Mondays at
0: 7 p.m. Eastern. Class is in session, and today we are rolling some dice in East. As always, I am your host, Scott White, also known as Professor RPG, and this week I have the pleasure of welcoming back to the university, live streamer, voice actor, and now Game Master, Josh Vagundas, to talk about his new Final Fantasy Tactics-inspired actual play, A Tale of Two Lions. Welcome back, Josh. How's it going?
1: It's going good. Thanks for having me back, Scott. It's always a good time with you.
0: Of course. Of course. We, uh, we, last time we were here, we talked about, of course, White Knight Chronicles, and now we are here to talk about the... (laughs) wonderful actual play that you have put together your your baby your brainchild oh yeah um and as an equal big fan of both tactics and tabletop rpgs i had to have you on to talk about your show the amazing cast you have and just kind of like how this all came to be so before we get into the game proper your game proper what's kind of your history with the, the inspirational stuff, t- Final Fantasy Tactics.
1: Okay, so the very first moment I remember with Final Fantasy Tactics, it's literally me remembering seeing the ad. Um, what it was was I was... I can't remember if it's GamePro or Tips and Tricks. It's one of those old... <coughs> excuse me. Um, gaming magazines. Uh, but they had an ad for Final Fantasy Tactics. And what it was was they had a page that showed the game and they had an insert page that had like, it was nine like trading cards almost, but it was just art of some of the various character classes Uh that had like perforations and you could tear it out. Little cardboard sheet, whatever. But I remember seeing that and looking at the art of some of these characters. I'm like, yo, this is so cool. And it's like Final Fantasy, but I can change what people are. What? Okay. (laughs) And I remember seeing some of the pictures and not like, Fully comprehending what I was looking at, but I was like, oh, "Okay, it looks totally different." Ended up getting a copy, <coughs> and so the thing about it is, as a kid, the first time I tried it, I got Uh Very specifically, <laughs> I can tell you, I made it up to the first fight in Dorter Free City in nope. Chapter One. So, like, any the people who've played it, you you know, but basically, it's like. It's what I consider the first fight where the game is like, "No, we're going to throw stuff at you for real." That's the one mm-hmm. that has like the roof. There's an archer on the roof right next to you. There's a couple black mages a little further up. There's a knight or two facing you down. And it's like the first time where you're you're not outnumbered because mm-hmm. of your guest characters, Algis and Delita. But they're, well, Argath and Delita. I I mostly try to use the new translations. Sometimes stuff sticks, you know. But um <laughs> Where they're but they have like equal numbers. Oh, that fight will mess you up if you're unprepared. And for me, I didn't really know about like manipulating the JP system or everything. I'm literally trying to kill everything on the screen as fast as possible. That's what RPGs taught me. So now I'm rolling into this fight, everyone's still like I've got Ramza is, I think, a knight, and like everyone else is still a squire or chemist. Or like one other knight. (laughs) I got obliterated. And I'm like, what the hell's going on? I kept trying and losing. So then finally I started, like, I went back and I grinded and I took it way too far. I was like, well, now I've got it easy. And so then... Overcompensated, yeah. And then going back and playing, I got, you know, I further learned how to just use tactics, you know, the thing in the title. But...
0: I don't know what you're talking about.
1: But even in that first run, you know, as I went further in, I ended up finding... Okay, now, again, at the time I didn't fully know how to manipulate the systems like I do now but I realized I had to use that tactics that it talked about like I would go into fights I couldn't just out muscle people it wasn't like an RPG where I was hitting A and things were dying to sword swings and I had to save my good stuff for bosses no every fight I had to think about what they were doing I had to plan two three four steps in advance and I just yeah. ended up loving it immediately immediately and it wasn't my first strategy RPG. I'd played *Shining Force* before that as a kid, but this was where I was like, "Oh, I love these."
0: Yeah, I remember bouncing off really hard of this game when it first <coughs> came out, like, because I was expecting like a more traditional right. Final Fantasy. So going into this, I was like, "What is this? It's like, it's not for me." And then eventually, like, I would go on and after, excuse me, when I was a few years older and stuff, I would pick up, like, the greatest hits version, and I was like, oh my gosh, this, okay, I see what I was missing. But I'm I'm curious, that mission that you had such an issue with (laughs) growing up, like, when you were little, that, like, that first brick wall, when you ever replay Tactics Now, do you get, like, slight fear that it's going to be more hard than it actually is? Because I get that with, like, events in Final Fantasy VI. Like, things... Like, the assault on, yes. like, Kefka at Nars, I remember having so much problem with that as a kid. So, like, in my head, I view it as so much more difficult
1: right. than
0: it actually is.
1: So, in my case, I don't have when the I play fear today, that I won't win, but I do mm-hmm. overstate what the battle is in my head. Like, at this point, it's like, I go in like, oh, yeah. I know I'm gonna win. I know this game too well. I know it inside and out. I'm gonna be fine. But then I get there and it's like, yeah, maybe, am I prepared? Am I ready for this? Am I gonna be able to handle this? And then I don't have a single death or a KO on the team. You know, I roll right through them and it's like, oh yeah, I'm prepared. Um, It's funny, like in prep for this game, uh, in streaming, I went back and I said, you know what? I'm going to stream what I consider personally the definitive way to play Final Fantasy Tactics. Which is I streamed the PSP version, but there is a patch out there that gets rid of the slowdown. Um, And if I may, Mm -hmm. can I dovetail off of that point? I know I'm already making a tangent, but can I dovetail for like 45 seconds to just say something that really just sticks in my craw? Square has never properly released this game. Okay, here's what I mean. With the original the original version, obviously it has some bugs here and there, but the translation is a mess in a lot of ways. Now, <clears throat> once they cleaned it up with the PSP version, they obviously took a lot of creative liberties, decided to work with it. You can have your thoughts there. I personally think the new translation in the PSP version is incredible. It's immaculate. The game's awesome. Problem with the PSP version is they hard-coded in slowdown so that whenever you used anything that was not just the attack button, whenever you used anything that was a skill, for anyone who doesn't know, the game would go to look for the skill and there was like a loading of sorts for the system. So it slowed down. So the physical animation would play out slower than the audio. It would desync from itself, right? (laughs) So, Exact. well, oh, you know, square. we lived with it on a PSP because the game is so good and there were some upgrade updates. Yeah. They added multiplayer mode, they added new items, they added two new classes, they added Balfier from FF12 and Luso from FFTA2, yada, yada, yada. All this great stuff, but that was the one issue. Well, then, years ago, someone actually made a mod. They figured out how and they modded it to get rid of the slowdown. So that's literally all it does. The game is otherwise perfect. Mm-hmm. As is... That was one issue. So it cleared up. Cool. Then Square dropped the mobile version, which I yep. have on my phone. I want to be clear. I paid like $18 for it. Cause I do the <laughs> <coughs> I'm sorry. I do the yeah. I do the I have Google reviews surveys and stuff. So I have extra change all the time. So I'm like, yeah, sure. And I got it. And the thing about it is, in that mobile version, you know, have you noticed everything is faster? because that was their solution. Instead of using the slowdown mod that already existed, what they did was they took the PSP version and they just sped everything up. So everyone walks in place faster, they attack faster, they do everything faster. So when you use abilities, it slows down by about as much to get back to normal speed. So the audio syncs correctly now for abilities. I'm not even kidding. If you haven't paid attention to that, go back, or for anyone who hasn't realized it, but owns the game, go and look and compare it side by side. It's incredible. The mod was already done, Square. Come on. I'm, I am will just use that one. Okay, whatever.
0: Well, it's the <coughs> same with like, all the text, the font stuff from nowadays with the Pexel remasters. It's like, Square will do And then just s- have one. Things, but they'll they'll do, right. Exactly. Do something so really as
1: I was saying, I replayed it all before the game started. Cause I wanted to show everyone like, this is the world and the story that I'm diving into. I want to prep some of y'all who are in my regular community for it. And going back, man, I love the game, but because I know the systems and everything so well now, I was able to break that thing wide open. Like not just end of game, you know, black mage with math skill, just obliterating people and things like that. Um, But more so along the lines of I literally had points where I had to stop and say, I have to grind. Not job classes or anything like that. I have to grind levels. Because I have literally been beating everything so precisely via knowing how to update my damage and this, that, or the other that I got to, for instance, the fight with Gafgarian at Lionel Gate. And... Ramza could only take two hits before he died because he was too low a level. He literally just didn't have the health. And I was like, oh, I'm under-leveled because I'm just beating people by knowing how to make sure my damage output is great. So it's like, I almost was too prepared. You know what I mean? So, no, but it's a great game. It's wonderful. (laughs) It holds up. I recommend anyone who's never played it, play it. Obviously, we're all still holding, holding out for a proper... Final Fantasy Tactics remaster, um, which would be wonderful, especially if they, you know, just did it correctly. But to this day, I will recommend, if you have a chance, play the PSP version. If you can buy whatever means, get it to where it's modded out to not have the slowdown, that's the way to play. Mm-hmm. That is the way to play. There's so many lines and so many things yeah. that just are excellent. And I know some people who will be like, well, yeah, but I like the original translation. I like it when Delita says... Don't blame me. Blame yourself or God. And I'm like, I get it. I get it. That's an iconic line. But there's something about the way it hits when he says, It's not I, but your birth and your faith that wrong you. Ooh. Ooh.
0: Ooh. That's that the good flow, stuff. That flow is good off the tongue. So. Yup. Get a right in the veins. Well, at least we're getting, hopefully... The Tactics Ogre uh, remaster port that comes out. I assume it
1: will. I'm curious Uh, how they're handling the change in leveling. I'm sure they had to have thought about it, but like going from class-based leveling to character-based leveling, I'm really curious how it's going to play out, but I think it will make things better, to be honest. Um, I just think basically it means like, hey... You're, you're not able to make everyone an archer at the beginning of the game and level them up, then make them a knight, mm-hmm. then make them a knight, and then get your stats so high that you're invincible gods. But the flip side also is when you get a cool job later, you don't have to go back to level one and be useless for seven fights. I'm good with that trade.
0: Yeah, it'll be interesting, but hopefully it does well enough and they're like. Because Square all of a sudden was like, oh, people like tactical RPGs? Like, this year. Yo! It's just been tactical RPGs everywhere. It's. it's and nutty. then the.
1: Square, not just Square at that. Oh, yeah. Like, you got Insis coming in. Like, we just got tac- the Triangle Strategy, mm-hmm. Digimon Survive from Bandai Namco. Yep. Okay. You've got Tactics Ogre uh was it Reborn yeah. was the official yeah, title. Reborn. You've got the new Fire Emblem's coming in January. Yeah. Like wait, what? We go from have never Dio getting Field oh,
0: Chronicles. That's Chronicles. Field Chronicles out next week or the week after. And now
1: we've got uh Front Mission First is coming out this year. The second uh, Front Mission First remake, I should say, is coming out this year, second game next year, and oh by the way, we're also gonna do Front Mission 3, aka the best one. Yeah. Oh, so we're just getting everything. And okay.
0: If, you want, if, and if you're more into indie games, this is a game that I think would be right up here. alley I tested it out, or I demoed it out at PAX. is called It's It's called Lost Idolons. It's by a Korean studio. It's basically if Fire Emblem and Dragon Age had a baby.
1: All right. I'm, I'm already. In. Um. Like we can just that's yeah. the pitch sold me. Just yep, so you know, that's my pitch. You um, can keep going, but I just want you to know, like you no, made the sale.
0: Just It's on Steam and it's going to be on <laughs> Xbox, but check it out. Uh, it's a lot of fun. And I got the official okay from the developers when they retweeted my um, article I wrote for RPG site saying we really liked the quote, It's like Fire Emblem and Dragon Age had a child. Bro. So if they're cool with it, then, you know.
1: I mean, they uh, made it, so I got to give them yeah. the credence there. Yeah,
0: exactly. It's It's been blessed. But we're here we're not here to talk about (laughs) other indie titles or other tactical rpgs we are here to talk about your series sir yes your brainchild this amazing actual play that you've put on with an amazing cast but it is like we said in the opener and as we said it is a tale of two lines a final fantasy tactics inspired actual play series so what was the initial idea, or, like, how long have you been working on this? Tell us, like, your development process in this.
1: So I've been sitting on this idea for a story, which, uh, one, what I can say as far as the game, uh, without telling anyone, you know, any of the details that have happened or anything yet, I should say, uh, unless some of that stuff comes up in the convo, um, is the game is set during the Fifty Years War. The Fifty Years War is... Basically, the direct prequel timeline to when Final Fantasy Tactics itself takes place. FFT comes, like, starts up shortly after the end of the Fifty Years' War. So at Mm -hmm. this point, it's like so many of the game's plots are built upon how this war has torn apart Evolus. Especially because what's funny about it all is. In the 50 Years' War, Ivelis as a whole was united. They were fighting against Ordalia, which is basically all the unseen land Uh to the east of the easternmost part of the map. So it's like there's, there's the ability to look in and see all these lingering plot threads and things that link back to the war and kind of explain some things, but never get explained. And so now it gives me the opportunity to go in and create a story where I can look at some of these histories and take some of these set pieces and then create my own story within it. And then more specifically, the way I work is, you know, work with the players to take their stories and truly make something. And so when they were making characters, I told them, like, here's the base world. I want you to observe some of the ideas and rules from the base world as far as, like, where locations are where and things like that. But otherwise write it like you would any fantasy game this is very much a situation where we are using this story to tell a new story in its world but also to tell our own story and so it gave me the opportunity to (coughs) kind of craft a new narrative but built in something i love you know i've been kicking it around i've been thinking about doing it kicking around thinking about doing it and finally i was talking with some friends and i was like listen the only way i'm going to do this like as much as i want to do this i want to get talented players i want to get you know people worth their time and i want to treat them worth their time so i'm going to need to make sure i have the money to pay them and i just don't have that so, like the only option would be to crowdfund it or what have you and they basically said okay so do it
0: mm-hmm.
1: and it's like um okay like I hadn't really thought about that before now, but you know, here we are. What? Um, exactly. So it's just one of those things where it's like, you know, okay, I guess I could try. And I didn't really have a lot of high hope for it. I figured, whatever. I'm, you know, I'm a middling content creator, like up and coming content creator, however you want to phrase it. I don't want to take shots of myself, but I'm not some big partner. I don't live off my content creation, things like that. I have mm-hmm. a smaller, focused, very passionate and wonderful, but smaller community. That's just how it is. I can be realistic, even if I, you know, I love my community, but I can be realistic about, you know, size and expectations, things like that. And I was talking to them, I was like, I did the math out and I was like, I'd like to pay everyone a minimum of $50 per episode. And I wanna have some money for art, assets, layouts and so on and so forth. And um, what I ended up, and then I wasn't even gonna pay myself originally, uh, one of the people who yelled at me has actually ended up becoming one of the players. Um mm-hmm. But <coughs> was a... No, 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 no. Uh Sinziak. Uh, Sinziak, one of my best Persephiroth, friends. Persephiroth, I'm guessing? Uh, Sefi is another one of my best friends, to be clear. Okay. But, uh, and was fully on board with the same point that Sin had. But Sin was like, no, you need to put in money to pay yourself as well for all this. and like We want to set a standard with this, right? If this succeeds, we want to set the standard that We're trying to build something with people and everyone should be able to live up. And I was like, okay, sure, whatever, why not? It's a pipe dream, sure, sure, why not? So I ended up setting a goal of $3,600 to crowdfund. And we hit it, like the whole thing. I was just in awe. Now, for full disclosure, um, we did also ended up getting approached by two companies to spawn. We actually ended up getting approached by three companies to sponsor us, Um, but one of them uh, one of the running things I've been doing is one of them had to drop out, uh, and I want to be clear: I'm not—I e- refuse to name them—not because I'm upset. Quite the opposite, they're wonderful people. The fact that they offered in the first place was yeah. great, but I know, like, they got tagged with some stuff on the back end, or quite some amount that was completely unexpected. And it's like we're trying to see if we can figure out, still doing it. And I was like, listen, I completely understand. Y'all also need to be able to pay your rent. It's totally fine. Yeah. I, I'm not gonna be mad about it, you know? But they're wonderful, yeah. wonderful people. Hopefully <laughs> I get to work with them in the future at some point. But like, I, there is zero love lost. So that's why I don't mention it. I don't want anyone to, I don't mention their name. I don't want anyone to draw a negative conclusion. But you know, we mm-hmm. have this thing yeah. where like every third oh, sponsor yeah. slot, I just shout out a cause or a person or something that's important to me, which will vary week to week. But we, get, we did get approached by two sponsors, Obviously, that did help the process, but like, I went over the numbers, we would have hit it without them. It was just, so it's one of those things where, oh, we, this was successful. Like, people are willing, if they are invested in the pitch, in the game, in the work, if they believe in what you're doing, they're willing to support that. And that was awesome to see. Like, it really was. Because it was people Uh just believing in what I was trying to bring. And so then, as soon as I got, like, as soon as I saw it come in, such that it was like, Okay, I can guarantee I'm gonna be able to pay people as much as I want. I immediately set to work reaching out to the various players. Um, I will say the five players who were playing were not the first five people I reached out to. Uh, That's not to say they're second rung or anything. I want people to understand, um, I am so happy we got the team we did. I think the five of them, as people, mesh with each other perfectly. It's just, I tried different people. There was scheduling conflict. There was this. There was that. But, you know, it was one of those things where that weight off my back of, I don't know what we're gonna like. One of the biggest things in the AP space that not enough people talk about is like when you're trying to make something and you're going to people, if you don't have money, it almost feels like you're either feeling like you're going in defeated to ask for them to be part of a series without being able to pay them or like you have to dance around it or something like that. To be able to go to them and immediately from the gate be like, here's the list of everything. Mm -hmm. I'm aiming to start here. It's going to be this long. I'm able to pay you X number of dollars per episode, thus this is going to be how much you're going to make for the run of the show. So it is, oh, it was so freeing and how I could approach everyone. Like, even if the schedules didn't work or whatever, you know, it was immediately a thing of I never went into it feeling lesser. Oh, yeah. And, you know, I know you shouldn't feel lesser just because you're small. No, I get it. But when you're trying to do, when you're trying to ask Mm -hmm. someone for what is going to amount to You know at three hours per episode 10 episodes not counting the 30 minutes you need minimum before the show in order to make sure cameras are lined up sound is good and all that so let's just go with the three hours per episode 10 episodes that's 30 hours i'm also going to need that half hour before every show 10 episodes that's five more hours 35 hours of your life that i'm asking you to give to me that's not accounting for if the show begins late ends late anything along those times runs long That's not accounting for the work that goes into creating the character up along the way to learning a new system, okay? So before all is said and done, I'm asking people for, what, 50 hours of their life, minimum of actual time spent Mm -hmm. working, not counting any of the fun, just talking and things like that. That adds up. And it's hard to ask someone to do that for free. So when I was able to do, like, when it became funded, it was a magical thing because it's like, man... I don't have to worry about that. It, it was just, I felt very privileged and very honored and just so thankful that people believed in what I was going to be bringing. And so I set about like, no, I'm gonna swing for the fences, get top people, get people I truly believe in. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's it's been working out amazingly so far. I have not gotten one bad or negative comment about it. Uh, I'm still waiting for them. I sit here every week like someone's going to tell me how I wasn't nearly as good as they thought, but it hasn't happened yet, so...
0: Yeah, it, it's, it's been so inspirational to see, like, you do all this, but before, like, I get into that, shout out, um, who are your players? Because they are fantastic people, yes. and I want you to to feature them as well, so who do you oh, have you don't, at your table?
1: Oh, trust me, I was planning on doing it before all was said and done. Like, I will... I shout about them all the time. I almost broke down. I'm just going to be very vulnerable and honest real quick. Sure. Um, for To pull back the curtain right now, our recording is on a Tuesday, uh, folks, which means that we had a game session last night because it was a Monday. That's when our game is. Da-da. Anyways, um, the point is last night when we were like, we finished the game and I hit end stream and went, all right, y'all, we're out. And immediately they all started hitting me with, oh my God, this was so good. Oh my God, that was so fun. And then like, I went to talk to them all and I was, I almost broke down crying because just being honest, because I was like, all of you, I need you to know. I cannot put into words how thankful I am because you can tell me you think I did good as much as you want. This story is doing what it's doing because all of you, are giving everything you have and then some, and you are all so phenomenal. Every moment feels alive when you're speaking, when you're interacting with each other. You all have found ways to connect with each other, and it's just so beautiful, the talent that is here. I, I, If nothing else comes from this, I want all five of them to see so much. Uh, just, uh, These are five people who I genuinely believe in and want the world for. I want yeah. all five of them to see so much success and joy. It's not even fun. The five players at the table, uh, in no particular order, you have uh, Wally, Wally R O M. You can find. I'm gonna just hit them with the, like. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna give Don't... you all their Twitter stuff uh, to give you an idea, folks. But I'm just gonna hit you with at such and such. Like I'm not gonna hit you with twitter.com/slash every time. Uh, so Wally is at W A L L E, like the Disney character. One three two. Wally plays Virgil, our resident dragoon, and Wally is just—he is so fun. They make me so happy. (laughs) Wally provides the sort of lovable, high-energy foil that any good RPG party needs. He is the Ryuji. He is the the Zell. He yeah. You name you name the high-sprung character in any team—that's Virgil, (coughs) and it's so wonderful. Then you have Virgil's, as we joke, shipping partner, uh, Zeros, played by Synziac uh, on Twitter as at Synziac Beta. That's S Y N X I E C Beta. Um, they are more muted. They are more calm. Zeros, they're more of a voice of very logical reason, not very emotional. Um, the original character pitch, I can tell you. From Sinziac, is what if I played Shikamaru And we just kind of built everything from there.
0: Nice. Just nice.
1: very, I'm going to do something only because it interests me, but I don't really give a damn about saving the world. But I am interested in puzzles. Like, and just super lazy and all that flow from there. And the two of them instantly, uh, we started shipping them as, as Zergil. Uh,. Okay they they, it's rolls it's good stuff um then you've got uh lexi aka black girl mage at black girl mage i should say uh lexi plays fallon our resident machine oh i forgot to mention xeros uh we classify him as a rune knight so he's kind of got that sort of uh magic swordsman approach there is a little bit of sailor moon in the abilities to be honest uh or i should say sailor pluto no sailor uranus sailor uranus there we go um sailor uranus i was thinking blonde hair sword what was it uranus i could not remember which i was like i know it but uh so fallon is our resident machinist that is lexi playing fallon uh, fallon is young she is very up to any challenge but she's also kind of naive and not fully world- aware about the world and that gives you a very different look at things uh, but she's up to any challenge and it's just good stuff and lexi oh my god that girl is a sweetheart. I love her with all my heart. I remember months back reaching out to her because she just had questions about learning to play magic, the gathering. And um, I taught, reached out to her. I'm like, listen, I'm really, really experienced in magic drafting. I do drafts in arena all the time. I've been drafting since I was younger. I know the, the 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 best collected ideas on how to draft, things like that. I consider myself pretty good. I could teach you if you want. And it just became us becoming friends. <coughs> Excuse me. She's an absolute sweetheart. Uh, she's just wonderful. And she is a rising rocket of a star in the TTRPG space. She's worked with Wizards on... Ma- she's gotten pre-release Magic the Gathering cards to show off from Wizards before the games come out. Like, she's incredible. Nice Preview's She's worked nice. with so many big names. She is incredible. And she re- earned every bit of it. Um, then there is Persephiroth that is my best friend in the world, Sephi, I love her with all my heart, at Um, She plays Feldspar, who is kinda inspired to a degree by Terra from FF6. <coughs> and where Sephi is very big and braggadocious and energetic, Feldspar is way more demure and held back. She does still have some bite to her, don't misunderstand, but she is way more reserved and held back, and it's awesome getting to see that dynamic amongst the party and then last but absolutely not least is dk you can find them at abba darlings a-b-a-d-a-r-l-i-n-g-s they are the smallest account in the the team in terms of like followership and everything and it's a crying shame uh i am very on the record about this i got invited by them to play in one of their games that they do regularly, to guest as a villain from one episode for a show called Sister Cities. And on their uh, their Twitch channel, Exquisite Corpse Presents. And I was like, okay, <clears throat> let me let me go ahead and take part in this. It's, why not? It's fun. Someone's enjoy- invited me to play. And I got there, and I want you to understand, their mic wasn't working properly. It kept cutting out every so often, what have you. And despite that... Despite the fact that I couldn't make out every word they were saying, the way they performed in that one episode that I played with them, immediately I filed back in my head, whenever I finally start a game, I need to feature them. They're so profoundly talented, it's not even funny. They just need to be seen. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And truly, I was right. Uh, that is one bet I will be very, I will be very <laughs> arrogant about. I was right. they're phenomenal. They're amazing. There's not a thing you can do to change my mind about that. So all five of them have helped me create something far better than I ever could on my own. it's it's absolutely wild. Some of the things they do and say and come up with, I'm working on the fly. And I'm not upset about it at all because whatever ideas I had, it doesn't compare to how real and alive what I'm looking at is. So I'm just running with it. It's fine. It's cool. I told them before this last session, especially, which is session three. I said the first two sessions, while there were some, you know, choose your own adventure esque paths that I have laid out and kind of led you to, but I kind of had you in some rails so we can establish stakes in a story. From here, it is now a sandbox. Y'all are gonna tell the story. I may nudge you here or there, but I'm gonna let you go where you go. I had a wildly different plan for how last night's session was gonna go for what I thought they would do, but I came up with a few background paths. I tell you what, I had to stitch some of those background paths together real quick. And you...
0: Oh, yeah. I think that's the prerogative Mm -hmm. of any. Player. Oh yeah. Like in any game, even home games, they will always throw you for a loop. You will always go off in tangents and like quests right. and paths and story beats that you can will <laughs> occasionally have to pull out of your ass, but you'll do it. And it's it's those moments that like. Oh, absolutely. So
1: Last night we, uh, without getting you into know, spoiler territory, we are the characters ended up holding a sort of uh, a vigil of sorts for someone i didn't even think they like i and it's on me i should have assumed they would i didn't even think about them going to where that area was and going through all that and so i didn't even plan for it but i kind of just on the fly started explaining things and it was just a beautiful moment and it was like i'm just staring silently and letting it all play out to the point where eventually i had to come in and like do something because I was like if I there's moments where I have to step in not because I don't want them to keep going but purely because I get to a point where I'm like this is beautiful and this is wonderful and they're so incredible if I let them keep going they will run this scene for 30 minutes and as beautiful as it will be we won't be able to get anything done you know what I mean and they're all fine with it mind (laughs) you they understand but it's and it's the nature of a streamed game versus a home game like, because I have 10 weeks to tell a story and yeah. we're in front of an audience, we do have to keep certain things moving, at least a certain amount. But it's like, I just sit and just take it in because yeah. it really is wonderful. So I tell people, like, I'm not kidding when I say I feel honored to get to tell a story for them, with them. I there is There is not an ounce of me that believes that I am better or above them or anything. This show is built on those five backs and I'm helping lift it as much as I can but they are Titans. and I it's weird for me to say what I'm about to say since I'm, you know, the guy creating the story, but I cannot wait to see where their story goes.
0: Yeah, Be- and, I, and I don't and I think you are doing yourself a disservice as well. It's like, yes, the players always are have such a big influence on where the story goes and everything, but you as the Game Master have done such a great job in all your preparation, in how you run it, in allowing your players to go out and do all these things. It's like you're selling yourself short that, that you have as much of a stake in this as they do. <coughs> They're different stakes, but... This game is also being carried by you as well, not just... I get
1: it. Okay, let me... I want to be clear. I'm not... I'm trying to do good. <clears throat> Excuse me. Once again. God, I'm sorry. I have a persistent cough. Uh, no, I'm I- trying to be good about, like, accepting the praise. Because there's been a little bit of it. More so than I'm used to. But I want to be clear. Like, I, when I say I put it on them... I'm not implying that I'm dragging it down I don't feel I'm doing terrible well, no not I don't at feel all. any of that I do feel confident that I am showing people like before the first episode oh I was a nervous wreck before before oh, the yeah. first they could tell you if you go back and look at the first oh, episode yeah. I promise you I made several errors in actually dming the new game we were playing because I wasn't I, my I my brain couldn't recall the exact rules of the system because I'm focusing on tech, I'm focusing on being live I'm focusing on whether people are liking it, I'm focusing on this I'm focusing on that, but now that I'm in I can truly say, no I'm confident in what I've done I truly feel I'm showing people, hey I deserve to be here I've earned this place, and you know what, I want and deserve to be doing more, and I'm gonna earn that, but my point there is I am that in awe of what they're doing. It's not a shot at me. It's uplifting them.
0: Oh, I, That's and right. I don't so, think that... And that mind you, I didn't... My,
1: right, I didn't think you, like you were saying, like, I'm slagging yeah, myself I'm, off. I'm saying that, I guess for the audience here listening, I want to be very clear on what I mean. Like, when I'm talking... It's, it's the same argument when you're talking about, say, greatest basketball players ever. When you say, Magic Johnson is not the greatest, but he's like the fourth, Okay. You know, it's not a shot to say he's (laughs) literally the fourth greatest human who's ever touched a basketball. It just means he's not as good as the first three. You know what I mean? So I, and mind you, I'm obviously not saying I'm the fourth greatest person in the history of ever to DM, but it's just like, I feel confidently about myself, but I just want to like, I like to give them praise because it is genuine when I say I'm just watching in awe. Like if there was someone else DMing, I would still just be sitting there, like with the Jeremy Renner hand, head in my hands, kind of just smiling blithely, looking forward, like this is beautiful.
0: No, for sure. But at the same time, yes. this is my show, and you're it, allowed I to. Praise you're allowed, you, allowed to do that. You're allowed to do that. I want. I well, want to praise you. I appreciate it. Because honestly, no joke, you are I, an inspiration to me. Like you are the person that I look towards, and it's because like I, I'm probably closer to you than a lot of other tabletop people, and it's like the work you have done, the shows you have been on, the work you were putting in, it's like that's what I want to get to your level. Like I know you're working to get to higher levels, and you have been so successful already. It's like you are an inspiration to me. You are an inspiration to others, and for every ounce of praise that you put on to your players i want you to know that i i, I want to put just as much praise and hold you on that pedestal as you hold your players cuz damn it you deserve it from the single game like when i remember like when you were talking about being a nervous wreck before your first episode i remember being a nervous wreck before the one game, uh, the Power Rangers games for Jaspers that I ran that had mm-hmm. all those technical issues and stuff, and it was such a great time having you as a player and being able to sit at a table and play games with you. That it's like you are a fantastic player that I hope I can.
1: Well, roll we're gonna dice make that happen. Again. I'll tell you that you
0: are a wonderful dnd you're a wonderful game master and this just proves it that it's like i hope i can be at a table and experience one of your stories sometime but you sir you josh are an inspiration you deserve exponentially more uh, eyes on you and you are going to you are and you will continue to be a rock star sir so, here's <laughs> your praise. Damn I guess I. I
1: have no choice but to take it. Legally, it's and your show. It's not taking... Um, no, no. I, it's the one thing <laughs> I will no, say, sir. and again, it's uh, not... This isn't discounting for myself or anything. It's just me being honest. The one thing I will say is, I don't feel that I'm naturally as gifted as, you know, some of the top people in the game. You know, Jasmine Bular, Matt Mercer... Brandon Lee Mulligan, Abria Iyengar. I, I don't feel that I'm naturally as gifted as any of them. I do feel in my heart you give me some of the production stuff, you give me the opportunity, things like that. Am I saying I'm going to absolutely do the greatest show ever? No, I'm, again, I'm not claiming that. But I will claim I'm going to give you top tier result because I am going to work my I'm going to spend hours prepping. Like, the amount of prep I put into this game, it is literally hours (laughs) every week. I'm downloading music. I'm, I'm, I create, I created a freaking sprite in the Final Fantasy Tactics uh, uh, style for a boss. I (laughs) pre-prepped multiple voices, both personal and in voice mod, for the purpose of... Being able to do things off the mm-hmm. cup, just if planned. I've come up with multiple... God knows how many scenarios for the game. I literally will practice. And that's just how I am when I play. Is a pl- If I'm a player and I'm going to play a character, it could be for a one-shot. Yeah. But I'll start thinking as my character... Like, just going into scenarios and like imaginary discussions, hypothetical discussions... Mm-hmm. And monologuing with myself. So that when I get into a game... I actually have an idea of how my character is going to react to certain things, and I'm just going to be able to pull cool lines or yep. whatever off the cuff. Uh, and sometimes I don't have a lot of prep time, so I got to come up with something. Um, the best example there was that <laughs> villain I said I got to play in Exquisite Corpse Presents. That was a DD game, but I found out during the session because I didn't get a chance to watch their session beforehand. I got the character rundown and did a lot of practicing and. Workshopped my way of talking and things like that yeah. with the DM. But I never got to watch the session beforehand, so I didn't know my character was supposed to give a speech. Now, yeah, unprompted, a speech <laughs> at a gala, okay? A military gala. So I'm like, oh no. Oh so I start looking over the, the D&D Beyond sheet, right? Like, what am I gonna do here? What am I gonna work with? Is there anything I can do? And I notice in the corner... One of my, um, what is it? Um, God, it starts with a P. One of the things that skills, proficiencies. There we go. One of my proficiencies. No, no, no. One of my proficiencies was trading it's like passes, playing cards. Excuse me. And so I reached into my deck, oh, my deck. I, Jesus, I can't. I don't know how to talk anymore. I reached into my desk and pulled out a deck (laughs) of Magic the Gathering cards I had and just, like, held them. And while I was there, I started, like, thinking in character, like, I got to talk to a bunch of people. And I just started shuffling them, right? And so when I got in front of, like, when it was time Mm -hmm. to give the speech, uh, I just started talking. And I just started pulling cards out and pretending like they were, like, a regular deck of playing cards, like poker cards, what have you and referencing them while I was going, and just started Mm -hmm. flicking them and doing a whole thing. I pulled that entire thing out of my butt. Like, but, you know, the reason I felt I could do that in that moment was I'd spent hours preparing to be this person beforehand. So there was, I had the vibe. I just had to figure out what to say. But it's a lot easier when I'm in the headspace. So same thing. I know that Mm -hmm. I can get myself in the headspace I need to, and I will work to do that. It may not be the flashiest, I may not have all the best voices, but I'm gonna work my butt off to give you something. Yes, although I will say one thing for myself, and this is where I do feel I may be the best in the game. Mm -hmm. I have a bit of a tell. Mm -hmm. No, but not in my game. I may be the best in the TTRPG game. I will give an old person An identifiably weird and or funny voice like i'm gonna come up with like a bunch of different ones off the cuff okay we've had like four old people i literally started going through the rundown last night we've had four or five old people in this game they've all sounded different they've all sounded funny okay just and it was off the cuff ready to roll if there's one thing i can do it's be old and weird
0: Okay, sir. So Give me
1: your best old weird guy voice. One of the the ones last night. You do the breathing. The thing uh, about it is, when he's speaking, he's like he's, it's, it's the feeling of that old man who's who's so old. It's like you sit there and wonder, am I about to call nine one one? Yeah, yeah that feeling like I was aiming for you're staring at him and you're wondering like yeah, I'm not gonna ambulance. have to call the ambulance right I, That per- the, the person you're talking to who's like this isn't the end right this is normal it's just how you talk uh-huh. right? and then you get to the end of the conversation you're like yeah okay we're fine we're good but you worry every time yeah that was what I was channeling it worked
0: yeah nice that's awesome so one of the things that I really want to touch on is the, the game system you're using. So a lot of people are, uh, and you touched on it yes. a bit earlier, having your your players learn a new system, but nope. you aren't using Pathfinder, you aren't using 5th edition, you aren't using Vampire <laughs> right. the Masquerade, and like a smorgasbord sh- 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 kind of altered version of yes. that. Yes. So what originally is, I was gonna us use fifth
1: edition just because it's Valor, what I know.
0: Right? Or, um yeah.
1: but so one of it? our two sponsors was Valoris Games and their system, the Valor System. The first day that I put up the crowdfund, um I got an email. And I checked the email, and it was um sponsorship opportunity, Tale of Two a Final Fantasy Tactics game. And I was like, Alright, what the hell is this about? And I start reading, and it is from Liana McKenzie, who is the See, you know, one of the founders of Valorous Games and one of the creators of the system. And they were like, basically said, uh-huh. I love what you're doing. I love your pitch. I think you absolutely have a perfect setting for what we want to do. Um, and I love Final Fantasy Tactics. So I would love to sponsor your game if you would be willing to use our system. And we would be willing to sponsor X amount of dollars. I'm obviously not going to sell it all out, but we would be willing to sponsor X amount of dollars. If now here's the reason why I mentioned that X amount of dollars right. if you would let us sponsor you I'm going to be honest we would probably give no matter what something but we can go that high in our budget for sponsoring so basically she went out the gate saying like no matter what she wants to support me in this project because she loves Final Fantasy Tactics she thinks I have something great but she let me know from the beginning mm-hmm. I will probably support you no matter what but this is literally the limit of what I could budget to sponsor you." And there was no haggling, there was no any of that. She just really, truly believed in it. And I was like, wow, I have to at least give this a shot, right? So I was like, okay, I'm interested. Um, Do you have the rules so I can look over it? And at the time I was like, I'm going to need at least two, three days to take a look. So can I have until day X? She said, sure. And I start reading it and I'm like, holy shit, this is perfect. Mm -hmm. Immediately. That's what I felt. Like, this game... And so, it, and we, uh, me and Liana have had several conversations since then. She is truly wonderful. I wish nothing but the best for her and Valorous Games, even outside of any sponsorship. I will continue to support and uplift them because they're amazing. Their game is excellent. I really do want them to succeed. But one of the things I found out, mm-hmm. one of my favorite RPG systems ever created, it was done as an indie thing on forums years ago. this game reminded me of it. And it reminded me of it a lot. Come to find out, she was also on those forums years ago. And that game helped inspire this game. So I was like, okay, well, that makes a lot (laughs) of sense. Um, Which is the, there was the Returners Mm -hmm. forums, as they were known. And they were making the Final Fantasy RPG 3rd Edition. Uh, This is a game I love. I literally have printed out the rules. I have them in a giant Two and, a half page, two and a half inch binder in my closet, annotated. I've got uh, uh, annotations separating the chapters. It's 400 and something pages. I don't care, I love it. So this instantly reminded me of it. And she said it was built with like games like Final Fantasy Tactics and Final Fantasy and things like that in mind. It's supposed to be feel, and feel very anime and so on. And like down to the idea of your character has a move stat You don't Mm -hmm. do theater of the mind. You literally play on grid maps. Your character has a move stat, like three, four, five, whatever, based on... And you move that many squares. And you fight in, like, your base attack. You create your Mm -hmm. own techniques fully, like, from scratch. You literally... Everything from a basic attack up to whatever special move you want to do, you create them. And it's just sectioned down into... Season one, two, three, and 4, that's season 1 is character levels 1 through 5, which is what our characters are. They're level 3, so they're in season 1, available skills and techniques and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Uh, season 2 is 6 to 10, 3 is 11 to 15, and 4 is 16 to 20. And you have a list of what you could do. So at base level, you can create a skill that is, you know, a ranged attack. You can give it a burst radius. You can give it line attack, so it hits three squares directly in front of you. Um, Then as you get to higher levels, then you can do different things. You can put more power into the core of the ability because when you're building an ability, you pick one of seven cores, like damage or healing or boost or weaken. Mm -hmm. Well, you can put more points into the core itself just to increase the raw damage, the raw healing, whatever it may be. Um, Then you can get more unique things going on. Uh, Some of the modifiers are things like You can have your moves ignore defense. You can have your moves heal you for a portion of what the damage is. You can have your moves um, have smart targeting. So they hit an AOE, but they don't hit your allies. Uh, So like there's a lot, you can create, you can get barrier techniques and some of the barrier modifiers will be things like violent barrier. So if someone is, touches it, like tries to move into it, they get damaged. And then you'd say, well, enemies wouldn't move into it. Well, another thing you can get for your techniques is a reposition. When you hit an enemy, you move them however many spaces. So now when they hit an object, they'll take extra damage. You can have a barrier there they'll take that is violent. They'll take even more damage. There's so many ways you can play with it. Yeah,
0: I'm and looking then... at the... Uh pdf i'm on their website right now and it's like i'm it, it's just so many options i'm looking at the flaws right now that you can kind of assign. and that was That's the other part cool. of it so
1: you have your bait you basically character creation kind of has three different sections mm-hmm. you've got as in my opinion you've got stats you've got skills and flaws and you've got techniques stats are stats they're your numeric stuff you know what i mean they're yeah. um you have your five base stats and they're kind of the basis from which all your other stats are calculated. From them, you have your five active attributes. Uh, So strength gives you muscle, Uh, agility gives you dexterity, mind gives you intuition, spirit gives you aura, and guts is the last that gives you resolve. Those five stats, muscle, dexterity, intuition, uh, aura and resolve, that is literally everything you will roll the entire game. It's very simple. It is a mm-hmm. D10 game. You roll a D10 and you add one of those stats. Every time you roll something, it's that simple. If I call for if you do a muscle attack, you're going to roll a D10 and add your muscle to it. If I call for an intuition roll, you're going to roll a D10 and give me your intuition. That's literally it. It's super simple on that level. The the crunchiness comes from everything else. Then that's yeah. how you get your HP, your stamina, which you use to spend, which you spend to get use techniques, things like that. Then you have skills and flaws. Flaws are exactly what they sound like, just constant negatives on your character. It can be more simple stuff, like minus one speed, um, minus HP.
0: Heal healing does have healing does have as much, half as much what have you it's,
1: but all of these have wild. different levels of how effect of how bad or whatever they are and for every mm-hmm. you don't have to take flaws but if you take flaws yeah. you get extra skill points skills mm-hmm. are beneficial to your character and there while there are a couple of actively usable skills like dirty fighting for the the majority of skills are what you would consider in final fantasy tactics your support, reaction and move skills. So there are literally reaction skills like counteract, counterattack. Uh there are literally support skills like cr- uh crisis. When your HP gets down to 40% or lower, your damage goes up. There's skills that literally just flatly raise your damage. There's all types of stuff in there. Like so there's so much to play with there. Yeah. And then you have the techniques. Like I said, which are the actual moves you use in the game to do everything. As much as it's just three sections, there's so much in there. So you really, like, all five of our characters are wildly different. Even though, sure, at a basic level, this character's doing a line attack, this character's doing a ranged attack. But no, because of how you've built everything around it, they really do tell the story. And mm-hmm. so it just feels perfect for an FFT game. So as soon as I laid eyes on this, I was like, no, we gotta, we definitely got to go with this. This is absolutely going to be a win. Uh, and Liana, as to, like I said, has been wonderful every step of the way, has personally offered to help with character sheets and things like that. Just an absolutely wonderful human. I yeah. wish her and Valorous Games nothing but the best. They're truly excellent
0: people. Yeah, and for everyone listening right now, you can go to valorous games right now ValorousGames.com, and you can actually download a nearly 200 page pdf of their valor heroic role play system um mm-hmm. for free just you can download it take a look at how to make characters all these skills that we were talking about the flaws and it's it's really really impressive <laughs> Um, yeah, and you can basically I'm looking do forward to th- just going through this tonight. Not gonna lie. The
1: free PDF is basically going to let you do anything as far as um, player end of those. The only st- you only got to pay on the it's kind of like a-, a Lancer is another example that do- does does mm-hmm. this for the free end of it. Anything player based, you have access to. Someone's got to pay to be able to GM it, but you can look into it and really dig into stuff for free, which is awesome. And then. You know, I, one other thing I do want to call out. Uh, I mention it in our game sure. stream. We do have a link to it. But they did just open a Kickstarter page. It should go live in about two weeks, the actual Kickstarter. But uh, the long and short of it is the the Kickstarter page is live. It's a Kickstarter to reprint their handbook, to fix up some erratas, um, to fix up some typos, fix some names that are unfortunately dead names from the original production they want to take care of that just stuff like that but to get it and to have a hard cover mm-hmm. print to the whole thing so for anybody who's listening if you look at the game if you're excited if you think you want to buy it uh you might want to consider you know hey go take a peek it's uh, twitter.com slash valorous games exactly as it's spelled it's not funky spelling or anything Um, they have a link to the Kickstarter we have a link to the Kickstarter on our Twitch if if you hit exclamation point Valor you know all of that good stuff there's multiple ways you can find it but you may want to go to that Kickstarter uh, and give your money and support there because then you can get the nice hardcover you get the newest updated book you have all the errata in there and I can tell you just because we've gotten some updates from Liana herself there are some key differences that I would prefer to have in book form you know what I mean
0: Oh, for sure. And I will put the link to the Kickstarter also down on the show notes as well. Um, so be sure to check that out, uh, listeners, and see if it's something you might want to check out and give a, a run for its money in a one-shot or a campaign Absolutely. of your own. So, um, I know we're, we're getting close <laughs> on time, and we're... i still you got have, time for it. You're busy and everything, so... Um, but no, one thing I do want to also hear about is for your game you mentioned it's a mm-hmm. Valor uses a grid based thing, but you aren't using No Roll Twenty, you aren't using Foundry or Fantasy Grounds, like you also yes. one of your other sponsors um, mm-hmm. was Adventuring Kit. So tell us kind of a bit about what makes this your this tabletop, this virtual tabletop. Your So I will choir, tell you, you now, same you thing, Adventuring
1: Kits, one of their rent, their representative, I should say, their uh, social media manager slash uh, community manager, reached out to me, rad, they're awesome, by the way, uh, I just wanted to throw a shout out because I can't, but um, they reached out to me saying, hey, wanted to see, do you already have a VTT plan for the game or anything? If not, what's going on? I was like, honestly, I was probably going to use Roll20 or something, but that's just because it is what it is. I'm just going to be 100% honest with you. Mm -hmm. Roll 20 does give me fits at times. Uh, You know, it is what it is. Um, so right. So we'll see what happens. Uh, They were like, listen, we have one. We would love to sponsor you. Um, if you want to check it out, tell me what you think. And they gave me the link to adventuring kit and I clicked on it and I just see like, at first I see a bunch of black dots all over my screen. It almost looked like a pegboard. And all I see is a plus in the bottom right corner Uh, a book slash a treasure chest in the top left corner and next to that book is a d20 and slight little you know color notations outside of those three things so then I started Mm -hmm. clicking around within five minutes I knew what I was doing it is one of the best it is the best virtual tabletop I've ever messed with I'll tell you that right now it is clean it is fast there is no lag it is smooth it's responsive And Mm. it just makes sense. Like, uh, there's other sites where you go to click in what you think will lead you to, say, a character sheet or what have you, and you just you get... Nope, you got to go here. No, you got to click this first. Then you got to go there. Then you got to go to that page. No, with this, it's literally when you want to add a sheet, you hit the plus on the bottom right, you click Sheet, and then you can either type your stuff in there or you can upload, A, an image, if it's, like, going to be something static, or B... You can upload upload editable mm-hmm. PDFs and it has full PDF functionality. You can type your stuff right in the box, right there. Yeah, if you got an editable PDF uh, character sheet, just upload it straight up and type right in there. And then click save. And then when you click the treasure chest on that top left, it pops out to all the stuff that's in your campaign. So it'll either be individual items, like if you want to have loose character mm-hmm. sheets, whatever, cool. Or it'll be folders and you can title the folder whatever it may be. So you can put character sheets and toss all your character sheets in there and then open up that folder, click the sheet, boom, it's up. You're done. Um, what I've been, doing, the- and here's the great thing. When you put it in a campaign and you invite people to it, you don't have to share everything to them, obviously. So what they'll have is like, I will create folders that'll have the map of where our battle is going to be and things like that, right? And I'll have preset in them, maybe enemies or things like that. Uh, I'll even have like uh, a picture of, you know, a representative map in the Final Fantasy tactic style. If I have one, things like that. And then I just leave it untethered to anything. And then the moment I'm ready during the game for them to see the map, mm-hmm. I right click on it or I click the little uh, settings thingy in the corner of that folder. And I click share to a tale of two lions campaign. Yeah. Like, it'll, you can share it to, it'll have, it has two columns. Share to, on the left is players and people, and then on the right is, the, you know, campaigns. So I could share notes or pictures or anything like that to individual players if I wanted. Or, in the case of a map, I just click Tale of Two Lions, and instantly, everyone sees the map pop up on their end. They click on it, they pull it up. They see all the tel- the the um, enemies and everything on there exactly as it is. And then all I do is I pull out their tokens, place them on the map, and they can just freely move their tokens where they want. Say, I'm going to move from here to here. I'm going to attack this way and do everything. And I just watch it all play out. It's, it's so cool. And I'm not even touching cool. on all the functionality. Like, I'm not... I say this stuff because it's really fun. They have like, um, so they want to yeah. add the ability for people, just like how they upload uh, their own tokens, to be able to stream their own music on there and things like that. Uh-huh. But until then, they have a bunch of music on there that you can use for your games. You click sounds, and literally you can scroll, and it's Calm Town, Calm Town 2, Calm Town 3, Dungeon, Gonk. And there's both sound effects. If you want to use those, and music, you just click on it and it plays. And everyone hears it. It's it's so good. It's so smooth. I love it so much. Um, there is a premium membership. I can tell you now, the free membership cool. is good for up to five players. Counting the, the, the game runner. So if you don't need every cool. bit of bells and whistles, and you're playing a game where it's like you and four players, then you're good. But if... You need more than that, then I will if I can do a small plug for myself here. Uh, if you want more than that, uh, there is a premium membership. If you do end up liking it, I'm going to let you know when you go through uh, to buy it. In the promo, it'll say promo code GAMEDAD in all caps. And you will get 25% off of the monthly subscription. So that's something i worked up. Yes and no so
0: here's the thing about it and it's what i've been
1: explicitly said that i can say to everyone to let them know they're allowed to game the system the people are okay with it it's just how it's coded for right now it will only work for one month but after you get the one month set up you can like cancel it right and then just go set it up for another month whenever you need to and still use Mm -hmm. game dad that code is not getting deleted I'm gonna be with them for the foreseeable future, so you can just do it every month and continuously get 25% off every month. It's a little annoying that you have to go through that step, but you can absolutely do that. I literally got told by the people running (laughs) the company, feel free to tell people that. We are okay with it if it gets them to stick around. So I was like, all right, as long as you're good with it, I'm gonna tell them though.
0: May as well, if if you got the okay. Um, One thing I, I would recommend to you, is especially if you're going to be making a bunch of maps. And a number of weeks ago, if not weeks, months at this point, are you familiar with the program on Steam, Dungeon Alchemist?
1: No. Feel free to hit me with that.
0: Okay. So if you're if you are making a lot of maps for this, I would highly recommend you check it out. Basically, you draw the perimeter of whatever kind of map you want, like rooms in the castle or whatever, you tr- kind of just click and drag them out. And then alchemist will auto populate the insides and like walls and everything based on the kind of aesthetic you choose, whether it's castle, uh, tavern, what okay. And then you can alter it how you want and grow it. as okay. you want. And you just click and drag it out. It is such an easy and quick way to make really good looking maps you can have it be isometric there's like an isometric camera you can choose or just straight top down you can export out as json files or just pdf i believe or just jpegs really really nice it had you can put like lanterns or fire and like the light will actually cascade and cast shadows on whatever environmental items okay you have whether it's chairs or yeah i'll have like to that. check that out for sure i had the I had the developers on one of the developers on the show on the podcast and it is a great great program. I use it myself and I think it would be something you No, really absolutely. And from. I'll be honest,
1: I've been using some maps I found from FFT where I found like top down mm-hmm. breakdowns on the map, but one they don't have like every map available like that easily. And two, it means if I don't plan to have fights exactly and explicitly in the same places where the game had them, I'm in trouble. So I use that because it was able to work for the first couple things I did. But like moving forward from here, I will definitely need to make some custom ones as well. So that's good to know.
0: Yes, but I highly, highly recommend you check it out. Great company, small studio, constantly adding new themes and everything that you can build, like, you can do ruins, you can do actual fields, you can do streams, you can do all sorts of things. Environment, dungeon, cities, or, like, big buildings. All sorts of things you can do. Highly recommend Dungeon Alchemist. I think it would be a big time save also for you, because, as we all know, being a a game master, dungeon master, can be, being, excuse me, being a good one is very time uh, time intensive. In any area... (laughs) You are Any not wrong. Any area about in which you can save some time and still make good stuff to enhance your game is always super, super important. And all th- whether it's the valor system or adventuring kit, these all sound like excellent additions. I'm, I'm want to check out adventuring kit now myself. It sounds very interesting. And
1: you, I'm telling you, um, it's really good. Yeah. Like, again, see, here's the thing. I just, I wanted to be clear about it because like I don't want people to think that I'm just saying yeah. it. Like the reason I go into specifics about it, I don't want people to think I'm just saying it because, oh yeah, you know, I'm just whatever. Well, uh, no, no. Like I really, they sent it to me. I checked it out and went, oh yeah, no, this is truly excellent. I'm here. I'm in this. I'm totally yeah. with it.
0: Um, but no, super, super cool. I definitely want to check it out, but I think we're getting close to the end. I was like, I'm, it's been so good to just sit and chat with you about the show. It is you all the love and work you've poured into it is comes through in every one of your episodes. We have seven episodes left at this point. Like you said, I can't wait to see what your, what your cast does, what you put your cast through and what zany adventures, the party goes on. But um, as uh, before we sign off for good for the night. Uh where can people find you, Josh? What do you do you have anything else cooking? Um go ahead and, and plug oh, wow. away some more. Tell us like when can people watch uh a Tale of Two Lions, where can they watch it? All that good stuff.
1: Right. You can find me at twitter.com slash anorientgd. <coughs> That's an game dad. Uh, but GD. Uh, I've tried to get Anorian, but it's been held by this one random account in France for years. Although, they finally, it looks like, got suspended. When you go look up twitter.com slash So I'm literally checking every week to see when it finally is like, goes from suspended to this account does not exist. And I'm finally getting my name. Okay? It's my name. So that's it. But you can find me at twitch.tv slash that you can do. And there uh, I stream A Tale of Two lines every Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern, uh, going across 6 p.m. Uh, Central, 5 p.m. Mountain, 4 p.m. Pacific, obviously. Uh, I clarify that mostly because it's a running gag, because Persephiroth, my best friend, one of the great people in the show, and Lexi, a truly wonderful human, also in the show, never remember what time it starts. <laughs> but, like, in a good way... Like, they think it starts earlier than it does, and they're always so worried they're Mm -hmm. late. Well, actually, Lexi always thinks she's going to be late. Sefi just forgets what time it is sometimes. But Lexi specifically has the problem of always thinking she's late when she's not. (laughs) So it's a beautiful thing. But listen, I'll take it. Whatever. It's good. It means you're never really late. Um, uh, But yeah, that's Mondays. And then outside of that, I do regular game streaming. So my schedule is in a bit of flux with two lines going on. Uh, I generally do four streams a week. And with this going on, I didn't want to fully pull back from parenting. Especially because, you know, there's some other stuff that the game Mom has going on. So, usually my schedule up until now has been Tuesdays... Tuesday afternoons, Thursday evenings, Saturday and Sunday afternoons. But, uh, instead of going to five games, what I'm doing is my schedule is in a little bit of flux. So... Essentially, I also have work sometimes on the weekends to where I miss either Saturday or Sunday. So what I've been doing is one out of the Saturday, Sunday, or Tuesday streams Mm -hmm. gets missed while this game is going on. So if I miss on Saturday, it'll be Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. If I miss on Sunday, it'll be Saturday, Monday, Tuesday. And if I go both Saturday and Sunday into Monday, then I take Tuesday off after that. And then Thursday happens basically no matter what. Um, as of right now, kind of just gaming, having fun. Uh, recently, I checked out Mega Man X Hard Type, which was a uh, time. Uh, yep. I'm a guy who speed runs Mega Man X4, zero mode, 100% runs. Nice. <coughs> I can get that. Uh, yeah, uh, I got inspired by Bobby uh, the Blacktastic. Uh-huh. All one word, the Blacktastic. He is phenomenal, one of the most skilled gamers I've ever met. He's truly incredible. I'm shouting him out just because I really love Bobby. um <laughs> He's got the world record for the Genesis version of Mega Man 2 on the Wildly Wars. He's got, I believe a world record for uh, Bloodstained Curse of the Moon 2. Like he's the world record, not just high. He is Uh the fastest human alive at at more than (laughs) one game. He's incredible. Um, But I got inspired by him to do the X4 Zero runs, 100% style. I can get it down now under an hour consistently by having watched some of his stuff. It's pretty great. Uh, Yeah, Mega Man X Hard Type, I spent three hours. I beat four bosses.
0: Yeah, sounds about right.
1: It is something else. It's fun, though, I will say. The level design is very clever. It's difficult, but it's all rooted in the original game to where it's like, if you know the game, you kind of have an idea of what's coming. It's just going to be really ridiculous. Uh (coughs) <coughs> um, beyond that
0: yeah I remember touching hard type year a while a long while ago and I was like oh okay. yeah it's
1: something else but so it's easy. kind of fun for someone like me um, some of the recent stuff I've oh, gotten yeah. into I'm considering bringing back I came up with a challenge run of a fire emblem nuzlocke because I am kind of a fire emblem guy um, I came up with a whole rule set for it it's like I was doing it in binding blade the one with Roy so it's like, okay, you get Roy. Right. Well, you get Roy because he's your starter Pokemon. And then every chapter, uh, I take every character who could possibly join in that one chapter, line them up numerically. I just use Serena's Forest. Roy's our boy. For the. I, Is it? I believe it's technically pronounced Serena's. Mm-hmm. I say Serenes. Okay, I just don't like to sound like a fool in front of other people. But I just want to be clear. I say Serene's. So if you also say Serene's Forest, because it makes sense, it is a serene place, supposedly, or that it was supposed to be, good on ya. Um, I use them (laughs) lined up the character recruitment order. I pull up a random number generator, one through whatever, and I roll. Whoever I land on, that's who I can recruit. And they add join in my army. And then they, all I can use, and then you Iron Man run it. Otherwise, like, no resetting for deaths. So, like, in the first, when I tr- started doing it, which I'm gonna restart it, because it's been a bit since I was doing it, but I got Roy. And then in the first level, I got probably the best nice. answer, the best duo possible, Alan. Okay, cool. Now we get mm-hmm. to chapter two. I can't use any of the other characters from chapter one the entire way, by the way. Can't use them to take hits. Can't use them to rescue villages. Yeah. Nothing. As far as I'm concerned, they don't exist. I can take their stuff. That's it. But I can't use them to rescue fairy people. None of that. Next chapter. Look at all the people who only joined in that chapter. Once I go past your chapter, if I didn't recruit you, you're dead to me. It's kind of like if you miss too many routes with Zigzagoon, you ain't re- you ain't gonna catch that thing anymore in a Nuzlocke. Same here. And it's been fun. It's been pretty enjoyable. It makes you use some wacky party members. Um, beyond that, I know I'm going to have more projects after A Tale of Two Lions. I can't talk about some of them yet. Like, I don't want to do that thing. You will see more of me, but at least one of them is very much so in its planning stages. And I don't want to give it away because it hasn't been properly announced yet. But I do have something else that I've been recruited to that looks like it'll be very cool, mm-hmm. and it will actually be a multi-party effort. That much I can tell you is a little hint, because it doesn't really give you any information. But it'll be the type of game oh, where there's going to be multiple parties going, and like they're all going to combine to a central narrative, um, which is going to be cool and beyond that you know i'm just pitching myself with people and uh we'll see what sticks hey if you like ttrpg stuff and you you want someone my dms are open folks
0: thank you again josh for coming on again talking about all this good stuff uh talking about your game and featuring all your wonderful or talking about all your wonderful cast and the systems and everything excellent excellent stuff be sure everyone to go Check out A Tale of Two Lions on Twitch. That's your... It's on, it's your on Twitch channel, my Twitch on right? T- at Anorient? No, no, no. Or, it's, no it's Twitch no, TV s-
1: uh, slash Anorient. A-N-O-R-I-A-N-D. However, it is also... Um, the episodes are on Mondays. Every Thursday, I do go host them on my YouTube. As of right now, it's youtube.com slash game dad. I'm trying to get it over to youtube.com slash Anorient. The problem is, years ago... I somehow made an Orient account. I forgot how I did, and I do. I've tried every email I have ever used in my life, and none of them work. So I can't. I need to figure out how to get that account killed so I can switch my name to it. But until then, YouTube.com/GameDad. You can find the episode uh, <laughs> archives there. Um, so yeah, you can check it out on either spot. I am also going to do highlights of those episodes. Uh, like archiving the whole thing and then maybe cutting it down into little splinters but archiving the whole thing so hopefully it doesn't go anywhere but I'm going to have it on both just to cover myself so you can check it out on either and um, yeah thanks thanks for having me dude it's always a good time I love talking to you
0: no of course of course likewise and thank you to each and every one of you who's listened today Be sure to rate and review us on your preferred podcast service, as I'd really appreciate it. If you have an RPG you would like us to feature on an episode, tweet at underscore RPGUniversity with the hashtag RPGU with your suggestion. Or you can share your favorite RPGs directly with me on Twitter, at ProfessorRPG. As always, everybody, stay safe, stay healthy, be kind to one another, class dismissed.